0: Welcome back to Activity Quest, the podcast that's packed with stuff to do. In this episode, I'm visiting the Halls of Power. Yep, I'm off to the Houses of Parliament, that's Westminster, right in the heart of London to find out more about the history of the building and what happens in there. Plus, Adam's here with a craft that you can do at home. My name's Bex, and every episode of Activity Quest starts with a Fun Kids presenter doing something awesome. Now, a few weeks ago, I managed to sneak into none other than the Houses of Parliament. It was very early in the morning, don't worry, I did have a tour guide, I wasn't on my own, and we took a little look around. I'm here right now at the Houses of Parliament, and it's looking pretty majestic, I have to say. But I have no idea what I'm doing, which is which is okay. It's fine because i found a friend um, who's going to tell me everything there is to know about
1: the Houses of Parliament today. So, uh, friend, can you tell me your name? So, my name is Becca, and I work for the Education Team at Parliament. Um, and we're standing now in Westminster Hall, which is the oldest part of the building. It's nearly a thousand years old, and it's had lots of different purposes over the years. It's been used as a marketplace, um, as a courtroom, um, and most most recently um, for the Queen's Lion State, which you might have seen on the TV, on the news. But the best part about it is the ceiling was the inspiration for the Great Hall of Hogwarts in Harry Potter.
0: That's the kind of information I wanted. That's the one, isn't it? Uh, Now, it is a rather majestic room We've got stained glass windows and we've got a gold carriage next to us as well. Uh, What would this room be used for now? Is it it just for official things like the Queen's Lion State?
1: Yeah, absolutely. So it's mostly for things like that for large scale events. So important like leaders from around the world will come and do speeches here and that sort of thing. Um, It doesn't have quite um, such an important purpose as it did in the past um, when it was a courtroom. And you might have heard of people like Guy Fawkes and Charles I. um, And they were put on trial in this room. And that was where their fate was decided, where um, the jury decided that they were to be executed. So it used to be a a very, very significant room. But now we all just we really enjoy it. It's a very beautiful corridor for most of us that work here, to be honest.
0: Yeah, I imagine this is a rather fancier corridor than people will see at school or at home. Yeah, this is this is pretty impressive stuff. Uh, so tell me, Becca, we're going to go on a big tour
1: of House of Parliament. Uh, what can we expect to see and what's your favourite thing on the tour? Oh, that's a really good question. Um, well, the Houses of Parliament is called the Houses of Parliament because there are two houses. So that's the House of Lords and the House of Commons and we're going to get to see both of those. And I have to say, I'm a big fan of the House of Lords because there is a rather impressive golden throne which we'll talk about when we get there.
0: Oh my goodness, well, let's get on. Wait, I want to see a golden throne. That's what I came for. Uh, Brilliant. Well, let's go for it. so we've walked through to what I believe is near the House of Lords,
1: um, and I I have not a clue what's going on here, so tell me a little bit about this bit. Sure, so this is Sovereign's entrance, so once a year, there's a really grand ceremony at Parliament called the State Opening of Parliament, Um, and what happens is the monarch visits us, and they make their way through all of the different royal parts of the building um, to the House of Lords, where they sit on the big golden throne, and they deliver a speech, and that speech outlines exactly what the government is going to do that particular year, Um, so It's basically like going through your school timetable. We're going to do this, we're going to do this, we're going to do this. All the new laws that Parliament's going to make. The monarch isn't actually allowed in the House of Commons. And that dates back to the Civil War when King Charles, who I mentioned earlier, who was... um, put on trial in Westminster Hall. He marched into the House of Commons and tried to arrest some MPs because he felt the MPs were having too much power. He thought that his his power as king came from God and he shouldn't have to answer to anybody else. So he started the civil war by marching into the Commons and trying to arrest these MPs, but they refused and it started a really important conflict between two two groups of people in Britain, um, half of whom wanted Parliament to rule and the other half wanted um, the king to rule. And it led to a period of time where we didn't actually have a king or queen at all um, until Charles II came back and we restored um, the monarchy. So ever since that point, no monarch has been allowed in the House of Commons. So it's only the House of Lords that they're allowed to go to.
0: Okay, so we've walked into um, another very fancy, quite big room, and I see the red lining of all of the seats around me, which I assume
1: means we're getting closer and closer to the House of Lords, right? Yeah, that's absolutely right. So at the state opening of Parliament, once the monarch put their crown and their robe on, they process down this room. It's like a long corridor-style room called the Royal Gallery. Um, and the reason it's called that... <clears throat> It's because obviously a gallery is where you go to see paintings and there's a lot of royal paintings. So we've got kings and queens from throughout history all over the walls. We've got our last queen, Queen Elizabeth, um, over at one end nearest the door um, to the roping room. Oh, yeah, there she is, yeah. <laughs> yeah <sure. laughs> um, and as you say, this place is really like an office space for members of the House of Lords and that's why the chairs align with red. It's where they pick up their official papers for the day, um, something called their order paper, which is a bit like their school timetable. It tells them where they have to be at each point of the day. And it's like a really beautiful corridor leading um, into the House of Lords so that they can start their debating. So we've made it to, I'd like to think, one of the main
0: events. This is the actual House of Lords. I feel like I should whisper when I'm in here. I feel like I should speak very quietly
1: because it's quite an official place to be, right? Yeah, it's a really important room where incredibly important work happens. Um, But the first thing that we have to talk about is the enormous Golden Throne. So this is the last step um, on the monarch's journey during the state opening of Parliament. They sit on the throne and they read out the speech, going through all of the laws that the government um, want to create that particular year. Um, And as soon as the monarch goes away that day, that is where... When all of the members of the House of Lords and the House of Commons start their work for that particular year. So the House of Lords, first thing you need to point out is the colour red. Everything in the House of Lords is red to mark it um, as the House of Lords. And that's because red is the colour that's associated with like wealth and status. Um, and until you know, just under 100 years ago, this room was where all of the aristocracy in the country sat that's not the case anymore ever since 1958 anybody from any background could sit in the house of lords as something called a life peer and that meant that their title is not passed down through their family they get into the house of lords because of their expertise in a particular area so we have people in the house of lords that are experts in so many different areas there is a ballerina called baroness bull and there's baroness tanny gray thompson Um, she's a famous paralympic athlete we've got experts in business we've got teachers and we've got doctors people from all different walks of life and they use all of that knowledge to make our laws the absolute best that they can be so most laws start in the house of commons because that's where our elected members of parliament sit they come up with the idea and once they're happy with it they hand it to the house of lords and they use all of their knowledge and experience to make changes to it and we call those changes amendments. Um, so they'll go through it line by line and this takes a, this can take a really really long time, this process, um, and once they're happy with it, they send it back to the House of Commons and they either say, yep, yeah, we're really happy with those changes, or actually no, we don't agree with them, but mostly they do agree because the Lords are pretty good at what they do. Um, and once the Commons have finished, um, finished with the bill, it then goes to the monarch and the monarch signs it, and that is when it becomes an official law or an act of Parliament. And that process of passing the bill between the two houses until everyone's happy it has a bit of a funny name it's known as parliamentary ping pong because the bill literally pings and pongs um, between the two houses of parliament
0: Here we are, the place that I've seen on TV a thousand times. It's the room lined with green... I'm going to call them sofas. They're probably not really called sofas. (laughs) Um, This is the House of Commons where all of the MPs sit. Um, Oh, my goodness. What a place in history to be, right?
1: Absolutely. This is the room that you'll all recognise from the news. It's the most famous room in Parliament, the House of Commons Chamber. And as you say, um, everything's green. That's how you know immediately that you're in the right place. And this is where our elected Members of Parliament sit. Um, and Member of Parliament has three really important jobs. Their first job is to represent you. OK, that's really, really important. Um, so if you have anything in your local area that you think needs to change or anything that you'd like to improve, speaking to your local Member of Parliament is a really good place to start. And there's a really handy par- of um, Parliament's website where you just have to pop your postcode in and you can find out who your MP is straight away. The other really important thing that MPs do is something called legislating which is basically a fancy word for making new laws. So MPs can put forward ideas for laws, but most often the government, which is the group of MPs in the biggest group, the biggest political party, they'll come up with a new idea for a law and the other members of Parliament contribute their ideas towards it in debates. So that's another really important part. And then the third thing that an MP does is something called scrutiny. Um, And what that means is they question the people in power to make sure they're doing a good job. So the most famous time this happens is during Prime Minister's Question Time on a Wednesday. Um, And any MP has the opportunity to stand up and say, I would like to ask a question about this particular thing that's happening in my local area or a particular law that's going through. And the Prime Minister has to answer that question. And that's a really, really important part of what Parliament does because it shows that the Prime Minister is not all powerful. There's lots of different important people that sit in the building. Um, that have the right to question um, the decisions that they make.
0: I've got to say, this room is a lot smaller than I thought it was going to be. I am quite surprised by that. Um, If we come on the tour here, um, what is the one thing to look out
1: for, one thing to to make sure that we we see or notice or check Mm. out? Oh, that's such a good question. I think it would be the speaker's chair. I think that's my favourite thing in the House of Commons chamber. And the speaker is the person that is in charge um, of the whole space. So, you know, when you're in assembly at school um, and your head teacher is there at the front or one of your teachers is there to make sure you all behave yourselves. That is exactly what the speaker does in the House of Commons. It's their job to decide who gets to speak. And that's why they're called the speaker. So they have to memorise all of the MPs' names, so all 650 names of the people in this room, so they must have a really, really good memory. Um, but the speaker's chair is beautiful and grand, and it was donated um, to Parliament um, after it was bombed during World War Two. and it's a really beautiful thing and definitely something to look out for when you visit us. Uh, speaking of which, first of all, thank you so much
0: for today. What a mm-hmm. lovely time I've had. Um, and uh, lots of our listeners can get involved. They can visit with their family, with their
1: schools. Is that right? Yeah, absolutely. So you can visit with your family. That's fine. You can book onto a tour, or you can just come into the building to see the public areas and come and watch them debating. You can do that whenever you like. Um, schools, you can also come and book a visit through our education centre where you get a really amazing tour of the building and then you get to do a cool workshop in our education centre as well. We've also got loads and loads of free resources on our website that you can look at, short videos and lesson plans to help you learn a bit more about Parliament. Um, and there's also our Learn with the Lords programme where you can book a session to put your questions to a real member of the House of Lords and learn more about Parliament that way. So there's loads Loads and loads of ways that you can get involved.
0: You can find out more about that by searching for Houses of Parliament tours. I had the best time there. Oh my goodness, thank you so much to the whole gang. It was an amazing day out. Now, if you can't get to Westminster, don't worry. Adam's here with something that you can do at
2: home. Gather round, curious minds. Today, we are going to prepare some Parliament tours. Passports. These passports will be your ticket to an exciting exploration of the Houses of Parliament and the world around you. Here's what you're going to need. You're going to need some construction paper or card. You're going to need some markers or coloured pencils, some scissors, a stapler or some glue, and some decorative materials, things like stickers or glitter. Step one is to create your Parliament passport. We'll begin by folding a sheet of paper or card in half. That will serve as the cover of your Parliament passport. You can decorate the cover with your name and other creative designs. Next, we're going to cut several blank sheets of paper into smaller rectangular pieces and stack them together. This will be the inside pages of your passport. Staple or glue them to the centre fold of the cover. Remember, you might need to get a grown-up to help with this. Now it's time to embark on our journey through the Houses of Parliament. You can do this in pretty much any way you like. If you can go to the Houses of Parliament, you can obviously take a Houses of Parliament tour. If you can't, there's plenty of virtual ones online. Use those resources to learn about the functions, debates and members of the House of Commons and the House of Lords. And as you discover interesting facts or key information, write or draw them into the pages of your Parliament passport. Whenever you come across an intriguing fact or gain new insights, give yourself a stamp in your passport to mark the experience. You can use a marker or stamp pad to create unique symbols for each page. And that's all there is to it. Congratulations, Parliament explorers. You have journeyed through the virtual halls of the Houses of Parliament, collecting valuable knowledge and memories in your Parliament passport. This activity hopefully will have deepened your understanding of politics and democracy. Keep your passports safe and continue to explore.
0: Thanks, Adam. And just like that, we're done. Remember, there's loads of episodes of Activity Quest that you can go back and listen to anytime. If you want some more suggestions of stuff to do, just scroll back in your podcast app and pick an episode you fancy. I'm Bex, and this has been a podcast from the UK's children's radio station, Fun Kids. It was produced and edited by Adam Stoner. Listen to me on your DAB digital radio, online, on the free Fun Kids mobile app, and on your smart speaker. Just say, play fun kids every weekday from 4pm. See you soon.